Welcome back to Sister Ellie Casty, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. Today, we will continue our journey talking about distractions, spiritual robbers, distractions take away our uh, uh, communication with God, take away our time with God, take away our intimacy with God, take away from doing the things that God would have us to do. So let's get right into it. Now we learn that the main purpose of Satan is deception. The main purpose or the main strategy, I would say, of Satan is to deceive us. It's deception. And the main purpose of Satan's deception is to dishonor God by, by bringing shame and even judgment upon his children. Now, we also learn that there is a demon assigned to each one of us. Why? Because just like we have a guardian angel uh, assigned to us, uh, we can find in Psalms 91, 11 and 12, where the Bible says that um, God has given his angels charge over us and um, to keep us in all our ways, lest we dash our foot against the stone, uh, the angels will bear us up in their, in their hands. So Satan is a copycat. He copies everything from the kingdom of light, from the kingdom of God, from the kingdom of heaven. He's a copycat. He does. He 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 does exactly what the kingdom of God has. So, for instance, the angels. There's a hierarchy of angels. Well, in the kingdom of darkness, there's a hierarchy of demons. So, yes, Satan is a copycat. He doesn't have any originality. Therefore, he copies everything from God. Now, these demons that we're talking about, they know everything about us. They study us. They watch us. They watch the smallest details. Why? Because the plan is to bring negative outcomes into our life. They know everything. Uh, they know our every move, our every sensitivity, our every desire, our likes, our dislikes. They know everything about us. Why? Because they are watching the very smallest of details. Listen, for an example, I can give you monitoring spirits. Yeah, there's such a thing as monitoring spirits. They monitor us. Uh, their main objective is to gather information to take notes and to report back to the forces of darkness, to report back to their leader, uh, seeking any vulnerability they can exploit. Basically, they are spiritual surveillance demons, if you will. Spirits, spiritual surveillance spirits, they are watching our every move so they can take it back to Satan, take it back to their leader so that the strategy, the tactics that they use, the plot, the plans, the devices that they use to attack us, to come up against us, can be um, refined, if you will. Listen, there is a report on you. There is a tailor-made strategy just for you. Not only you, but just for me as well. There is what you can say a contract, a hit out on you, out on me, 
from the kingdom of darkness to destroy us, especially if you are chosen for a special task by God. The devil knows these things. He knows who's chosen, but he may not know the plan of God, but he knows if you if you have a special task, special gift, anything of that nature from God, he knows it. But he does not know the plan of God. Listen, we must understand these things so we can be able to stand in the evil day as Ephesians 6, 12, and 13 tells us. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand listen there will come an evil day that we got to stand in that day it may not be today when the devil come knocking at your door it may not be tomorrow but listen there will be a day that he's gonna come a knocking and you got to be able to stand. That's why the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. And, and there's a, a, a whole series about the whole armor of God. So go back and listen to that series. But we have to withstand in the evil day. We have to understand all of these things about the kingdom of darkness. Listen, the armor is not a natural armor. When the Bible says put on the whole armor. It is a spirit. It, it is in the spiritual realm. How do we put it on? We put it on in prayer through by prayer. We will talk details about this in the future concerning the whole armor of God. Listen, we've already talked about it. We're going to talk more about it in the future. But listen, the whole the armor is your spiritual armor, not your natural armor. You're not putting on something natural. You're putting it on in the spirit and how. Do you put on the armor of God? You put it on through prayer, through uh, your meditation, uh, um, your time with the Lord. This is how you can get the whole armor of God. And we'll talk more about the whole armor of God. Now listen, distractions come in all forms and from all directions. However, the result is the same. It is the same every time. Yes, distractions come from everywhere, every direction, but the end result is the same every time. And what is that? It takes us off course. It either prevents us from experiencing something God has for us, or it puts us in the wrong position. Say for instance, social media, getting a little bit ahead of myself. But you, we, we sit there, I, I'm a witness, I'm a, a YouTube fan. I will sit down and look at YouTube videos and it will be two, three hours later when I could have been reading my Bible. I could have been uh, writing my notes for my podcast. I could have been praying. I could have been talking to the Lord. I could have been doing anything other than watching YouTube videos. Listen, distractions, they come from everywhere. And what do they do? 
they prevent us from experiencing God or they put us in a bad position. But let me tell you, getting back on course from being distraction, distracted is not difficult. It, it's not difficult, but it does require us to be intentional in our time and, our, and with our attention. We have to be intentional with what we do for God. So it's not hard for us to get back on course. It is not hard at all for us to get back on course. Now here, let's define distraction. Now let's look at it closely. Distractions come from the Latin dis, meaning apart, and traher, meaning drag. So when we are distracted, we are being dragged away from the task at hand. In a spiritual aspect, this means being dragged away from God's purpose for our lives. Listen, let's say that again. Distractions come from the, or the, the word distraction comes from the Latin dis, meaning apart. And traher meaning drag. So when we are distracted, we're being dragged away from God. We're being dragged away from the task at hand. Come on, somebody. And this is spiritually speaking. We're distracted. When you're distracted, uh, uh, doing work or doing busy or being busy, you're distracted from taking care of your kids. You're too busy to, to have a relationship with your child, to, to play, to interact with your child. You've been distracted by your busy work, by your, your uh, say for instance, if you work at home, by your work at home. Or if you work outside of the home and you bring your work home with you, you're distracted and you don't spend any time with your kids. You're being dragged away from your children. Come on, somebody. Let's let's bring this thing down to the right level. Distracted, busy, working, 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 working. You're distracted from your family. You're distracted from your wife or your husband. You're distracted. You're being dragged away from them. Come on, it's a distraction. When it's time to be with family, it's time to be with family. Listen. The Bible tells us that Mary was distracted with much serving. We can find this in Luke 10, 38 through 42. And we can read the scripture how Jesus was coming uh, to the home of Martha and Mary. That's not, not, it's not Mary. I'm sorry about that. I had to take a minute to think about that. Um, Martha was distracted with much serving. Much serving. Because of the Lord was there. And she wanted, and she began to go to Jesus and say, you know, Mary is not helping me with the with the uh, the cooking and things of that nature. But 
Martha was distracted. She didn't spend any time with Jesus. Mary was at the feet of Jesus. Yes. It was Martha who was distracted. And we can read that in Luke the 10th chapter 30 through 43. And now here in the Greek, the word literally means to be driven about mentally with regard to the mind to be overoccupied too busy about a thing and that's what martha had going on she was too busy about a thing she was too busy about uh, uh being a hostess if you will she was too busy doing that she was distracted in her hostess mindset now often that is what a distraction feels like being drawn away from your purpose or being unable to focus have you ever been uh, trying to uh, uh, complete a task or complete something that you need to get done but you're always being distracted you've been distracted by the tv you've been distracted by the phone you're being distracted um by family you're being distracted by whatever and you can't keep focus being unable to focus these are distractions did you know your environment has a lot to do with the distractions that keep you away from god's plan did you know that we must be intentional about our surroundings yes we have to be intentional about it let's go to the bible and see what the bible tells us for example we can talk about samson and judges 13 through 16 we're not going to read it all but listen samson had a work to do for god however he let his relationship with delilah distract him from his purpose yes he did his relationship with Delilah distracted him from his purpose. So what happened to Samson? He ended up, uh, I would say, dying before his time. Because God had a purpose for, for him. But he let an, a woman interfere with that purpose. He told her the secret of his strength. And she went and told her people. Yeah. And they took him down. Just putting it in my words. They took him down. Now let's look at David in 2 Samuel 11. David was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Listen. David should have been on the battlefield with the other kings. Yes. He sent his military captain and he stayed home. David should have been out there on the battlefield, but he was distracted. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Then what happened? He peeped out another man's wife, meaning Bathsheba. Then he killed her husband, Uriah, to cover up his sin. David did this. Yes, King David, the great one, the man at the God's own heart david was distracted on the rooftop why because he was out of position he should have been on the battlefield with the other kings he was in the wrong place 
at the wrong time, which led to sin. Man, God from Zion. Come on, somebody. We all know how Eve was distracted. We all know the story about Eve. Satan used the slickest creation of God, which is the, the serpent. He used the slickest creation of God to deceive her. And that was the serpent. My God from Zion. You can find that in Genesis, the third chapter, the first through the fifth verse. We can go to John 10 and 10. It states that thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life. I mean in Jesus Christ because these are the words of Jesus. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Have it more abundantly is what the King James Version says. Now listen, this scripture gives us three categories to Satan's strategy. It gives us three categories. And let's look at some examples of those categories. So the first category is the thief comes to steal. What? An example of that? To steal our, our identity. To constantly distract us from our identity. If he can't convince us of anything other than who we are in Christ, he will give us or get us off course, which can lead to death, spiritually and literally. James 1 tells us about the source of sin. And once it is finished with us, sin, when sin is finished with us, it brings forth death. Come on, somebody. The devil wants to steal our identity. He wants to, to get us off course. He wants us to uh, be led to death. We have to know who we are in God. Without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, we've already learned in, in Romans, the eighth chapter. We are in Christ. We are heirs to the throne of God. We are joint heirs. We can... We talked about it in the series, Inheritance. We inherit the kingdom of God. We are the children of God. Come on, somebody. Don't let no devil out of hell or in hell, however you want to say it, tell you that you are nobody to steal your identity. You are a king's kid, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Yes. Don't let that enemy lie to him. Don't let him lie to you. My God from Zion. Uh, let's see. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to speed us up or to slow us down. That business, that project, education, that promotion, whatever the case may be. Timing is critical. And many times distractions come in this area. Why? Because we're impatient. Yes, we are. And the enemy will try to get us to act too soon or not soon enough using fear and insecurity. Gets us out of the will of God. Come on, somebody. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes, that's what the devil comes to do. 
he comes to present a counterfeit many times at our point of breakthrough right at our point of breakthrough and listen i heard a prophet of god my god from zion back to that youtube i told you youtube I, i'm a youtuber the man of god preached a message my god from zion about the priest and his wife how uh uh the man had uh well his concubine it's not literally his wife but his concubine and the men they snatched her away they raped her all night long listen when the woman uh, uh got away or uh, got back to her home she was right there at the door holding the post the door post holding the door post but she could not make it inside listen Many times when we're right at the point of our breakthrough, here come the devil with distractions. Distractions to, to get us off course. To get us to do or go in the wrong direction. To get us to take the advice of the wrong individual. To get us to listen, take away our identity, take away what God has placed on the inside. When we're right there at our break, we're waiting for the promises of God to come through for us. It's right there at the door. And here comes the devil. Yes, here comes to them to distract us and we forfeit our breakthrough. Our breakthrough passes us by. Are we in a state of mind where God does not bring it forth? Because why? We're not ready for it. We're not prepared. We're out of place just like David was. We're out of position. Why? Because we allow the enemy to distract us. Examples. Perfect job. Perfect decision. Answer. Perfect man. Perfect woman. Stone cold distraction from our purpose of God. Our purpose, purpose in God. Come on somebody. Go with me here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Come on. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. Honey, listen, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to myself. Uh, sometimes I'll be like, Lord, what, what's going on? I don't understand this thing. It's too much for me. But he said, you will not be tempted beyond your ability. He also says, but with that temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure it. So there's always going to, you feel like you can't do it. It's too much. You can't survive it. But God said he's going to provide a way of escape. 
Yes, that you can endure it. That's what the Bible said. We cannot do anything with the word of God. It is right by itself. Listen, the word of God got something for everything that we go through. It's in the word. And we just have to read the word of God to know these things. So you may say, well, how do we overcome these distractions? Well, James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves Therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Listen, distraction is a tactic of the enemy who loves to interfere with our lives of faith-filled or the lives of faith-filled people, if, if you want to say it like that. But he want to he want to uh, interfere with our lives. The enemy loves to keep us busy and focus on other things so we lose focus on what really matters the most we have responsibilities that demand our time and our energy and sometimes those responsibilities responsibilities can overwhelm us and lead us to exhaustion listen just working sometimes your responsibility on the job when you come home you're exhausted you're mentally exhausted Come on, somebody, go with me. You, you know what I'm talking about. And when we're buried under the weight of our lives, our life's difficulties, distractions seem to some of us to come from every direction. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But God's word offers us comfort and encouragement. Yes, to bring him back into focus and being in our survival mode. We have to be in survival. Or God brings us, or his word brings us out of survival, basically. Because we are in survival mode. But his word is there to encourage us and bring us out of that. And when we lose focus, the scripture will strengthen us and provide renewed peace. Listen, Philippians 4 and 8 state, God can serve as a guide for focusing on our daily thoughts. Listen, what Philippians 4 and 8 says. It is a perfect list to create the right mindset. For instance, you know, think on these things that are true. These things that are reliable, these things that are sure, these things that are true doctrine. Think on the things that are honest, genuine, approved, morally good. Think on the things that are just. Think on the things that are righteous, virtuous, the commandments of God, all of these things, the word of God, the laws of God. Think on the things that are pure, pure from fault, sacred things, clean things. Think on the things that are lovely, that are acceptable and pleasing. Think on these things. This is what Philippians 4 and 8 is telling us. Think on these things. Listen, Hebrew 12 and verse 2 helps us to focus on our perspective. It's hard to keep an eternal perspective 
With all the struggles we face on a daily basis, we carry burdens that God never intended for us to carry. In 2 Chronicles 12 and 9, Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So we can rely on him to be present in our current circumstances and know he is working all things together for our good, as Romans 8 and 28 tells us. Our perspective must reach beyond this world. Listen, we got to focus. We got to focus. And sometimes it's hard to focus, but we have to focus. We have to put the word before us. We have to uh, put... Uh, a spiritual music in our ears we have to do all these things to help us focus why because the enemy is standing there i would like to say with a bullhorn in our ears trying to deceive us try to tell us listen if all you can hear is is is, is negativity or all you can think of is negativity i can guarantee you 99.9% that is a demon speaking to your minds in your ears planting seeds you can't do it you'll never do it you are you can't be it you'll never be it uh, I can almost guarantee you 99.9% .9 of the time that is a spirit that that spirit that's assigned to you that spirit that's assigned to me is has a in my I can picture him with a bullhorn speaking these things in our ears. It's a lie from the devil. We've already talked about how Satan is the father of lies. Lucifer is the father of lies. He created lying. So if it's constant in our ears, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh. You know, negativity, negative, everything is negative. I can guarantee you that's straight from the pits of hell. That's the strategy of the devil. That's a tactic of the devil to get you off course, to get me off course, to get our mindset, to get us in the wrong mindset, to have us thinking it so we can speak it out of our mouth. Oh, I can't do it. I'll never do it. I, it, it will never be done or I'll never be good enough or whatever the case may be and once you speak it out of your mouth listen the Bible say there's life and death in the power of our tongue once we speak it out of our mouth it is going out there in the atmosphere and it is working a work so we have to learn we have to focus we have to focus on the word of God I am the righteousness of God I am an heir to the throne of uh, of the Lord. I am a, a, a royal priesthood. Come on somebody. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. We have to use the word of God to keep us focused. Listen, Psalms 19 and 14 reminds us to focus our hearts in prayer. There are some of us who get quiet when things happen and don't know how to respond. Most of the time, some people need time to process the situation, especially women. I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm one of those. I need time to process it. 
<laughs> I'm gonna see things happening. Hmm. I don't know how to respond to it. Give me a minute. I, I gotta process what you just said. Give me a minute. I gotta process what just happened. Give me a second. Let me let me process the words that just came out of your mouth. Come on. Psalms 19 and 14 reminds us to focus our hearts in prayer. Scripture tells us Mary, the mother of Jesus, she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. When she began to see the things of God take place with Jesus, she kept those things in her heart. She pondered those things in her heart. After the shepherds came to see the baby Jesus, you can find that in Luke chapter 2 and 19. After the shepherds came to see the baby Jesus, these memory, memories she stored that would help bring her through the most difficult moments of her life. Yep, she, she kept these memories and they helped her go through the difficult moments. Say for instance, when he was killed on the cross. The key is to keep Jesus at the center of our heart which allows peace and gratitude to take a residence there instead of fear and anxiety. Come on, somebody. We want peace and gratitude. We don't want fear and anxiety. Listen, Colossians 3 and 2 tells us to set our minds on the things above, not on earthly things. There is a battle when it comes to earthly things. Listen, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 explains the rule. We fix our eyes not on what is seen. That means spiritual things. Fix our eyes on what is not seen. That's spiritual things. But on what is unseen. Well, I said that wrong. We fix our eyes not on what is seen. So don't fix your eyes on what you can see naturally, but fix your eyes on what is unseen, meaning the spirit. Since what is seen is temporary, all this natural stuff temporary, we can't take this stuff with us. We just, we travelers, we just traveling through. This is not our home. Come on, somebody. The things which are seen are temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The spirit, the spiritual thing, the spiritual man that lives on the inside, that's eternal. We're going to live forever in the spirit. This fleshly body is, is temporary. Listen, when we keep our minds on what is eternal, we can snap back to reality of what is actually most important as we go through our day come on snap we got to snap out of it listen this is this is not what's important i gotta work to make it into that eternal world the unseen world heaven just break it down i gotta make it to heaven i'm just a traveler i'm passing through this is not my home 
That's the mindset we have to have. Because if we're setting up our treasures here on earth where moths come in and rust come in and corrupt it. Mm -mm. The Bible says don't do that. Don't, don't set your treasures up here in heaven on earth where moths and rust just corrupt and thieves break through and steal. Don't do that. We got to set our treasures up in heaven. We got to work towards our heavenly treasures. Come on, somebody. Now, most powerful, the most powerful way to connect is to stay focused on our purpose. Jeremiah 29 and 13 states, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Losing focus on your purpose can make you feel like God is far away. It feels like you can't hear his voice or sense his presence. Staying in a constant attitude of prayer puts blinders of protection around our focus. Keeping distractions out of God's promises and God's promises in basically. That's what I'm saying. You guys, I am reading my notes. <laughs> this is a day that I am actually reading my notes, which I do often. But I'm really reading them today. Now, so let's read that again. It, it feels like you can't hear his voice or sense his presence. Listen, losing focus on your purpose can make you feel like God is far away. It feels like you can't hear his voice or sense his presence. Stand in a constant attitude of prayer puts blinders or protection around our focus. And it keeps distractions out and God's purposes in. Listen, we have to pray. We have to put those blinders on. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, many don't get on their knees and pray. And, and I'm not mad at you about it because I don't. I walk around, I pray. I pray when I'm driving in my car. I pray when I'm laying in my bed. I pray for Listen, there's many ways to pray. As long as we're making reverence unto God, God, I reverence you. Honey, you can pray uh, with a moan or groan. We learned about that. You can pray with a moan or groan. And as if it's going, if it's going toward God, if the purpose is for it to go to towards God, let me let me assure you that God knows that that moan, that groan, that tone, that cry, that whimper is a prayer toward Him or a call, if you will. Yes, so we have to focus. We have to. Stay constantly in an attitude of prayer. Even if you're just praying in your mind, pray. And I'm not only speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. It puts blinders of protection around our focus, keeping distractions out of God's promises in this. All kind of distractions. And let me tell you, just just to, just to uh, 
just to do a little bit of talking right now. Honey, the devil does not like when you're not paying attention to him. The Bible says, resist the devil, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee. Yes, he will flee, but he's going to come back and try you. And I'm talking from my own experience. The devil gets furious when you resist him. But God said he won't put no more on us than what we can bear. And with that, he's going to make a way of escape. We have to have the scripture down on the inside. Listen, that is our arsenal. That, that, that's our weapon. The word of God is our sword. And we have to use the sword to cut, the slice, and dice everything that looks like a devil. Looks like a the devil. Looks like a demon. Looks like his works, his thoughts, his plans, his devices, his schemes. Anything. From the kingdom of darkness. We got to use our sword. And the sword is the word of God. That's why we have to get the word of God down on the inside. David said, write your words on the table of my heart. Why? Because when it's needed, it's already on the inside. Listen, the Bible tells us, our heart is your, it's, it, 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 uh, it, um, my God from Zion, our heart, <laughs> it steers our life, if you will. Yes, that which comes out of our hearts, it steers our life. So we got to have the word on the inside of us. Come on, somebody. My God from Zion. I want to thank you for listening to Sister Anika's team today, where we talk about all things church-related. Listen, we're talking about distractions and how the enemy distracts us. Listen, we had some examples how David was distracted by the devil, how the devil provoked David to number the people. And David did it. And God was angry. And listen, we didn't get into that story, but listen, God gave David a choice. Either he was going to let their enemies come in and fight up against them or God himself was going to come in and handle it. And David chose to let God do it. David did not want the enemy to come in and kill up the people. Not giving them some kind of uh, a pride or arrogancy stating that they killed the children of Israel. Or they, you know, come in and kill up too many people. So David chose for God to deal with the situation. Yes, David did. And God handled that. So we can, sometimes when we allow the enemy to distract us, get us to do things out of the will of God, that lets us know that sometimes God is not pleased with what we do and he will take care of it. And it's not going to be good. So we have to do whatever it takes for us to focus, stay focused on God. And we're going to talk more about instruction. We got one more episode 
to get into. But I just want to do a little bit of talking here because we have one more short episode for distractions and we will move on to the next topic. My God from Zion. Spiritual robbers, distractions. Social media, TV, phones, people, work, busy, 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 doing the work of the Lord, doing the will of the Lord, the things of God, programs, things of that nature. But then there's no time for the Lord. There's no intimacy with God. There's no time for prayer. There's no time for communion with God. We're too busy doing the work of God. Come on, somebody. Isn't that a conundrum? Too busy doing the work of God to have a relationship with God. My God from Zion, distractions. Thank you for watching. Watching. <laughs> that, let, that leads me to say that this podcast will be on YouTube as well. We're not in the point of of um, videos just yet. It will be a audio recording, but we will be coming up to videos on YouTube. So thank you for listening to Sister Alec Casti here on Podbean Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, and share. Follow this ministry on all social media platforms. Search for Light in Darkness, L-I-T. Search for Allison C. Holt. And I want to say that I love you, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.